You're listening to Never Sleeps Network. Ladies and gentlemen, Bilal Bakani at BilalV87 on Twitter, back with your SmackDown review. And I've been waiting to say this for a very long time, but we are ready, willing, and Gable, as in Chad Gable, he's really the story of tonight's SmackDown. So we kick it off with the King of the Ring, or at least I'm going to kick it off with the King of the Ring because that's the most appealing part to me. Despite a very good effort, Ali fell short against Elias. Elias, of course, got the backstage promo. Ali didn't. I don't know where Kevin Owens was, but clearly Elias was always going to go far in this tournament. We then had Samoa Joe backstage doing an interview on SmackDown, sort of talking about the fact that due to him and Ricochet pinning each other, he would be in a triple threat on Monday Night Raw along with Baron Corbin. But then Joe ran into Chad Gable backstage. And this was very interesting because, of course, if Gable won tonight, and that's a big if, WWE.com didn't even think he would win on their Instagram poll. People were picking Andrade. But if Gable won tonight, and if he beat Elias, who is a heel... So for Elias to beat Mustafa Ali sort of sets up that Gable should win. If Gable was able to go beyond the SmackDown bracket to the finals at Clash of Champions, he could potentially face Samoa Joe if he wins that triple threat. So for Joe to run into Gable and to question his believability as an opponent could have been very, uh, very much foreshadowing the finals. And think of it this way. We haven't seen Ricochet talk to Elias. We haven't seen Corbin talk to Gable. So yeah, this is probably going to be the finals of the King of the Ring, ladies and gentlemen. And sure enough, Chad Gable in what were two great King of the Ring matches defeated Andrade, despite the fact Selena Vega cut a great promo against him right before the match. And you could see it. The fans were all behind Gable. This was a big, big win, and it was just awesome. We also found out that it was going to be Rowan against Roman, not Daniel Bryan, at Clash of Champions. And we ended SmackDown with Daniel Bryan in the ring wanting an apology from Roman, quite adamant that he did not tell Rowan to attack him. Roman came out, didn't look too impressed, But then he got attacked from behind by Rowan, which you would have assumed Daniel Bryan would have set up. But we quickly realized that Rowan had gone rogue. And in fact, he got on the mic after taking out Roman and basically told everybody he didn't want to be Daniel Bryan's puppet anymore. And he dared Daniel Bryan to slap him again. Very interesting. And when he came, he hit Roman with the stairs after that promo. And he was about to put Roman through a table. And Daniel Bryan did slap him again. And what we got next was Daniel Bryan going through a table at the hands of Rowan. And out of nowhere, Rowan has gone from muscle to, I would say, a legitimate WWE championship contender if he beats Roman Reigns at Clash of Champions. And kudos to WWE. His promo was great. His physicality is tremendous. 
I have no doubt if they want to put the WWE title on Rowan as a solo act, they could do it. Not a doubt in my mind. Speaking of uh, surprises, Bailey opened the show with a promo sort of reasserting why she helped Sasha beat down Becky Lynch last night on Raw. Charlotte came out. She didn't really make a face turn, but she put a woo in a good place. And she sort of reasserted her uh, her character, which by comparison feels like a face, but obviously is not. Now, of course, Sasha Banks' music played, and at which point Charlotte decided to take the high ground and attack Bailey. Sasha eventually ran in the ring, they got a chair, and they beat down Charlotte. And I get that Becky has to sell the attack from last night. But how was there not one other woman on the roster who would have wanted to A, help Charlotte, or B, just try to kick the butt of potentially the two women's champions after Clash of Champions? And I'm looking at you, Amber Moon. You should have got your butt out there and helped out Charlotte, or at least, you know, even the odds. We also got Randy Orton cutting a promo on Kofi Kingston, and he did <coughs> lure Kofi out, and it was a trap. Eventually, the Revival showed up. It was three-on-one, and they beat the tar out of Kofi Kingston. But I am enjoying this quite a bit. We also got Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross taking on Fire and Desire. Apparently, the backstory, which we didn't even get to see, was there was a photo shoot for the tag champions, Fire and Desire, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville. Sonya, who I recently met, by the way, um, showed up, disrupted it. So they got a match. They won the match. They're number one contenders for the tag titles now because I guess every title has to be defended at Clash of Champions and this was the fastest way to do it. Who cares? We also, Speaking of champions, we also had Drake Maverick and his wife backstage in the boiler room when the Bollywood Boys Lucha House Party and the B-Team showed up and to everybody's surprise, Bo Dallas became the 24-7 champion but a pretty funny dynamic in that... Uh, Axel, Curtis Axel was defending Dallas, which we haven't seen a lot of from tag teams. But eventually, they wandered into the ring. The same group of people showed up, but Drake got the title back. Our truth unfortunately, was hiding behind the King of the Ring throne, and then he won it back from Drake. All of this, very good. We also had Aleister Black in what I could only describe as his dark room. And he basically was sick and tired of pouting in his room i guess so he told us he was going to go to the ring and call somebody out this didn't happen till significantly later in the show and what we got was part of alistair's entrance we came back shelton benjamin was already in the ring so that was not a great reveal they had a good match uh, of course alistair won benjamin put him over very well but i really i really do want uh, quite a bit more it didn't help that this match took place right after Chad Gable, so it really felt like Alistair was just beating somebody who got knocked out in the first round of the King of the Ring, which he was, which kind of diminished this quite a bit. We also had Shinsuke Nakamura taking on a jobber. Sami Zayn cut a promo en route to the ring, and then did his best Leo Rush impersonation and just continued to cut a promo throughout. Part of this, part of me just wants Leo Rush back. I love Sami Zayn. This was pretty good. But the fact that the Intercontinental Champion is now facing a jobber like he's the third member of the Viking Raiders is not good. And they really got to do some work to rehabilitate this title and these characters. 
But hey, if that's the worst thing on SmackDown, it's a pretty good uh, SmackDown. Anyways, that's a quick rundown. Elias and Chad Gable are moving on in the King of the Ring. And it's probably going to be Samoa Joe and Chad Gable in the finals, based on what we've seen so far. Rowan will take on Roman Reigns at Clash of Champions. It's actually looking very good. I don't know what Daniel Bryan's role will be. And Bailey continued her heel turn. Orton trapped Kingston. Fire and Desire are going for the tag titles. Drake, Bo Dallas, and R-Truth all won the 24-7 title. Alistair Black picked a fight with Shelton Benjamin and Shinsuke beat a jobber. I've been Bilal Bakani at Bilal the 87 Please tweet me your comments, jokes, anything you got. Just give me some company on Twitter. Uh, as always, thank you to the Never Sleeps Network. Love being a part of this network. And check out uh, all the other great podcasts here, including my boy Casey Corbin, who just had a great show. I was checking out a bit recently. Until next time, I'll chat with you guys Monday night on Raw. Never Sleeps Network. This has been a Never Sleeps Network production, executive produced by Alex Ross. For more information and content, visit NeverSleepsNetwork.com.